Hey everyone, I hope you've all been doing well. Uh, sorry for the, you know, two week, three week hiatus I went on. Uh, I've been having a lot of stuff going on, you know, um, with work and, you know, uh, Pensacola experienced a hurricane last week. So, you know, I've been, you know, trying to help and see around, see who I can help and, you know, give information of guys I know I can help. You know, it kind of uh, caused by surprise, caught us when we weren't really ready, you know, so we're all just trying to pick up the pieces and, you know, help the community get back to where it needs to be. You know, uh, a lot of devastation, a lot of families without homes, that kind of stuff. So it it was a devastating hurricane. It was way worse than what we thought it was going to be. It was much more than just a little bit of rain, you know, uh, not even uh, going to point the fingers. It was just a natural disaster that we just weren't ready for. So uh, right now we can't really be pointing the fingers. We have to get back and try to get the community to clean everything up you know thankfully everyone in the city have power again you know there are some people that you know went almost a full week without power you know uh me thankfully i only was without power from wednesday morning because it went out at four in the morning on wednesday to uh thursday so it wasn't as bad as you know having other people and no damages to my house as well you know where i live you know, just a couple of tree branches and all that. I mean, it's just amazing what a hurricane can do. And, you know, the damage, devastation it leaves. It comes and leaves and leaves a whole bunch of messes, you know. And you can use any metaphor you like in life of stuff that happens that way. But, um, again, you know, praying for the community. Uh, Going to get back into, you know, talking sports with you guys. I miss it. There's a lot of content I can talk about, and I'm going to try to get as much in in this uh, one podcast as I can. So let's get started. Uh, NFL-wise, you know, the NFL started two weeks ago from tomorrow, you know, and it's been, it hasn't missed a beat, right? It, it, it looks and it feels great to see football being played again. So I aspect uh, there are some stadiums that are allowing fans, you know, a 25% capacity of it. So, uh, you know, the stadiums where I've seen fans has been uh, just Dallas and Kansas City, personally. So, you know, Kansas City opened up against Houston. They had about, I think they said it was around 7,000 fans, 7,000, 5,000, 7,000. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's amazing how big those stadiums are because you really think 5,000, 6,000 is a pretty decent amount of people. But then you put them in a stadium that's fit to feel 70,000 or 80,000, it's like, sheesh, it, it looks like nobody's there. So <laughs> it's just uh, amazing, like, how the decibel levels and everything, how it's just different. And, you know, this is how we'll have to gauge this new normal we're in until uh, coronavirus is settled and, and we can control it and everything. So anyways, going to the actual sport of, you know, uh, so really it's been fun. You know, Kansas City won that game. That was a highlight game against uh, two uh, great quarterbacks. And and a shout-out to, you know, all the black quarterbacks that are starting and that are playing because, you know, there is an era in football where we weren't regarded as good quarterbacks where we couldn't learn and adjust offenses and do what we had to do just because of the, the color of our skin. So it's great to see more starting quarterbacks in the league that are black. And they are uh, doing well for the most part. All of them haven't been uh, benched or anything yet. And it's just great to see cultural aspect-wise. 
So again, uh, you know, Kansas City, uh, Texans were a decent game. Kansas City came out with that win, you know, and uh, I'm pretty sure everyone who watches NFL football, like, basically saw all the games. So I'm just going to talk about, like, the main event games that happened. So we all know on Sunday, uh, Brady, last Sunday, Brady and Breeze dueled it out, you know, two of the best quarterbacks of all time, you know, you know, Brady being solidified as the GOAT and uh, Breeze being solidified as a top five quarterback. Uh, to me, he's in the top three category. Uh, Saints bias or no bias as well. Just what he's done and uh, his record, it, it speaks for itself uh, to me in my eyes. So, you know, uh, that was a that was a hyped up matchup. Uh, it, it, it drew a lot of uh, viewership. And it had the feelings of, you know, since we never got the Brady and Breeze Super Bowl that uh, people were, like, trying to see the past three years, you know, uh, it was it was great to see them actually duel it out. And Breeze, after uh, winning that game last Sunday, he is now 4-2 and two against Brady. So that's a decent record against uh, a great quarterback. Even though it's, it's always, uh, they always had match up to quarterback against quarterback, even though the quarterbacks aren't playing against each other. They're playing against the defense. But, you know, it's all about the hype train and everything. But, uh, you know, they, they both of them kind of showed their age a little bit. You know, Brady misread some throws, and that also does uh, know just of him trying to learn a new system well under Bruce Arians. So that was a big deal. And it's just interesting to see how it go. And I know we put a lot of, you know, hype and stake into that one game. We have to realize it was just week one and there's now there was 15. Now it's 14 more games to go. So we got to see uh, how everyone adjusts and how the AFC South will adjust. You know, you had the hype of, you know, everybody having all these weapons, but now you have to also look at, you have a bunch of old quarterbacks, three of the quarterbacks are over 30 years old, over, and Matt Ryan being 35, Breeze being 41, and Brady being 43. So it's like, yeah, you have great quarterback play, but they're also old. I mean, you can't expect uh, older arms to do what, you know, a 20-something-year-old arm can do. So that, that put that in mind as well. You know, and, and Breeze didn't look like himself. You know, he was, you know, 18 or 30, no turnovers, you know, around 160 and two touchdowns. But that's not the Breeze that we're used to. We're used to him, you know, uh, 250, 300, sometimes 400 a game, you know, throwing for three or four touchdowns, you know. But I think that's just, you know, you have to, we have to get the offense in the scene. Because you realize these guys had no preseason. You know, they had no real OTA. They had about three to four weeks of just training camp which was good to get the practice in. But you got to think these guys weren't really working out and, you know, getting the practice that they really needed and are used to and their bodies aren't really used to as well. And I'll get to that point later. But, you know, uh, so it's all a factor into why uh, Breeze probably isn't looking normal along with his age. But, you know, thankfully the Saints got that victory. <laughs> you know, it was great, great to, you know, be hyped and be happy that we were able to beat Brady. Because no matter what, it's always good to beat the best. So it's great to, you know, beat someone who's regarded as the greatest of all time. You know, get that victory at home in the Dome. Even without fans, it still had, I still felt the electrifying aspect as if we were all there. (laughs) So, 
It, it's great. It was great to see, you know, two great quarterbacks battling out and, you know, the defense is both uh, looking good. You know, uh, Jack Rabbit, uh, our uh, corner, getting that big, huge pick six at the, uh, I think it was during the middle of the third quarter. Yeah, it was actually in the beginning of it. Yeah. The beginning of the third quarter, he picked off Brady and that was a, that was a hyped up thing to see. So it was a good game uh, to me. It lived up to most of the expectations except for, you know, not really a shootout like most people suggested. But, you know, it, it got over the, we got over 30 points. So, you know, we count with the victory. So, to me, it was a good game. <laughs> so, uh, moving along, going to, you know, this current week, it, it, I think we all going to regard it as Bloody Sunday because there were so many injuries you know, and so many lower leg injuries. You know, you had the 49ers, like a bunch of them going out, like uh, stars like Nick Bosa, Jimmy G, Ryan Mostert, a lot of guys, Solomon Hill. Then with uh, the New York Giants, Aquan Barkley going down. You know, it, it was just the list just kept growing. And it was like, wow, what we've never seen this many people just going down with the same type of injury. You know, ACL sprain, uh, MCL. Uh, tweaking the knee, like stuff like that, and it was just like, and and I'm, I've said this before to my friend Nick before the season started. I said this is not going to be good because you're going to see a lot of injuries this season that are going to be lower legs, and it'll be because that these guys didn't really have time to, they didn't have a training camp really, a long training camp, they didn't have spring OTAs, they couldn't really go out to the gym and do anything because of the you know the lockdown restrictions in every state. And just the fact you, you need a preseason, you know, to, you know, get warmed up, you know, get used to those hits, you know, uh, get used to, you know, those uh, offense and defense and everything. So that's why a couple of, if you don't have an offense that you've been established for a couple of years, it, it looks like they're struggling a little bit to get in sync because, you know, they, they, they didn't really have enough time to get to know each other and learn the offense really like they were supposed to. So, you know, we all have to take that into account, you know, being fans of these teams and they're not living up to the expectations so far that we are used to. Now, if you're just a Giants fan, they're living exactly to the expectations you expect them to. <laughs> Sorry for my Giants and Jets fans, but that's just the honest truth. So it's just, it, it's, uh, it was devastating to see, you know, you hope those guys, you know, bounce back and get back to uh, where they were, you know, get back to playing the football that we know and the football that we uh, love to see them do, you know, at the end of the day, that is their job, you know, and, and doing so, they like to play it since they dedicated their lives to it. So uh, prayers out to those players, you know, and hopefully it won't be, and I, I pray there's never any injury to everybody can go a clean season and not have any injuries, but we know the nature of the game, that just doesn't happen, you know, and uh, sad, sad to see. Uh, and another prime matchup that was good, uh, you know, Kansas City versus Chiefs. I'm sorry, Kansas City versus uh, Chargers. Excuse me for that uh, hiccup. Uh, you know, that was a good game as well. You know, you saw Patrick Mahomes didn't look, you know, Patrick Mahomes-esque. You know, what we're seeing, you know, the highlight tape until it got to the fourth quarter. You know, and then he started making those throws to Hill and, you know, the, those throws to Kelsey. And then he started looking like the normal Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, those, those conference matchups, it's, <laughs> it's hard to gauge uh, how the conference matchup would go, you know, because last year when the Saints were playing, 
um, we were uh, seven one eight and one, and then we had the one and seven Falcons come. We lost to them. That was a division game. I keep saying conference division. Your division, those division games are very tricky. You know, especially if you uh, have the thought process of okay, these these are guys ain't really that good, so we can just go ahead and you know play around a little bit and still get the win. Sometimes that's not the case. And also, uh, it was fun to see uh, rookie Justin Herbert play. I was very high on Herbert. Uh, his last year in Oregon, I always thought he was a great quarterback, and people were like, I don't think he'll be able to be good in the league. I was saying, okay, because he, he had great arm strength, he had great IQ, and, you know, uh, the, the Chargers really kind of run the same system Oregon wants. You know, shotgun, uh, not a lot under center, but a, a, a very decent amount under center, but they play a lot of shotgun as far as I was uh, watching back uh, a few games last year, so it was great to uh, see Herbert do well. You know, he three, two, threw over 300 yards, had uh, I think it was two or three touchdowns. One was a rush, and he had a passing touchdown. But you know, it was good to see him look comfortable. You know, you know, he had that one critical mistake where he had the first down marker literally inches away from him, but then he threw it, and then Kansas City got the interception. Eventually, you know, was able to tie it and. Uh, win the game so th- that's a growing pain though you know I felt like he knew better than that but I'm also like hey it's a rookie got too excited thought he had something thought he could make it work and it didn't it didn't work out that way so you know not gonna kill him for that but because out of a great performance because he really did well and to hang around with you know uh one the guarded as the best quarterback in the league Patrick Mahomes you know and going against that defense, it's just like, wow, you, you saw his poise, and I'm very high to see how uh, Herbert continues to grow. And the funny thing is he had no preparation. You know, he literally got told a few seconds before kickoff that, hey, you're the starter, you're the QB1, because Tyrod Taylor was having some chest pains, I guess, uh, right before uh, the game started. So, you know, that's why you always have to be prepared. They always say that, you know, it's the mantra, Hey, you never know when your name's going to be called. Be ready. And, you know, he sure enough was ready, and it was good to see. Uh, Seattle and the Patriots, you know, that's always a great uh, great thing to see. You know, it seems that the Seahawks fans still haven't gotten over, uh, you know, that Super Bowl where they had the victory and, you know, Russell threw that interception and the Patriots ended up winning that game. It seems like it, it still stings a little bit. And, you know, that that's the good and that's the bad thing about sports you know you you always remember and y'all remember those great games but it's always bad when you're the team that came off on the losing end of the stick so you know that's the way the, the that's the way the sword points sometimes but you know it, that was a great game you know again having two uh black quarterbacks playing seeing that you know cam looking a hundred percent healthy you know and he and, and i'm glad to see him you know flourishing and that offense I always wondered uh, what, what, how they would run, you know, Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick switching to option, having a quarterback that was not an option for 20 years, you know. You know, having Tom Brady, he wasn't known as the best runner in the league at, by any means. So it was just, just going to be intriguing. It looks like they're having fun with it and Cam's having fun with it. And it looks almost uh, flourish. Like, it doesn't look like it's missing a beat. You know, Elman looks comfortable. Cam looks comfortable. You know, it's all 
it's all great to see Cam looking, learning how to slide now instead of taking those big hits that caused him to get injured. So you see where he's matured at uh, 30 years old. He's finally given the fact that, hey, I'm getting older. I need to learn to start sliding so I can, you know, prolong my NFL career. No. So that, and then Russell Wilson, you know, being Russell Wilson, you know, to, to me, the best quarterback in the league, just given what he's done, his longevity, and the fact that he's still able to have the escape ability in the pocket, uh, do more with less. You know, he has Lockett and he has <clears throat> DK Metcalf, but, you know, you haven't really had Russ with, you know, big name weapons like that. But, uh, you know, the throws that he makes, it's just like, dude, are you an alien? Because it's it's so interesting how he can thread the needle with long passes, loft it up, and it still looks perfect. You're like, there's no way the receiver can catch that. And lo and behold, they catch it, you know, first down, long gain, or touchdown. It's just like, wow, man, it, it's really amazing to watch Russell do do his magic. And uh, it, it, that was a good game. You know, uh, Seahawks, you watched the game, got the stop, got the uh, – was able to stop Cam. And, I, and that was a weird play call that the Patriots had ran. Anyway, I felt like if Cam had just cut inside, they would have had a chance to win the game. But still, going back to Cam, he showed his clutch ability to even get them in that situation to win that game because at some point they were down, I want to say it was uh, 35 to 23. And then he brought him back, got that touchdown, defense made a stop, and then had a chance to win the game. So it shows Cam's uh, competitiveness is back where it uh, needs to be and back where it used to be. So that's good to see. And I think that uh, the Patriots will have a, a pretty good season, you know, based off the two games I've seen out of Cam. So last but not least, going back to uh, the Monday Night Football uh, two nights ago, Las Vegas Raiders and my New Orleans Saints. You uh, see that it was the grand opening of, you know, Las Vegas to the new stadium. Uh, you know, had the hype around it. You know, had uh, it was a beautiful stadium. You know, after having taken, you know, I think it was five or six years to build it and to see it on the screen, it's like, wow, that's going to be a, a good stadium when everybody is able to go in and enjoy it. It's fun. But uh, so, yeah, this was not particularly a uh, football game I'd like to remember. Uh, it's almost bar none one of the uh, worst Saints games I've ever had to witness as a fan. Uh, and I've lived through some pretty dark times as a Saints fan. It gave me a 2015-type vibe that said Breeze wasn't able to give us the points that we needed. You know, uh, but in the beginning, we looked sharp. We looked fine. You know, again, no Michael Thomas. He's out a few weeks with that high ankle sprain, but it's like, uh, you, I still had a feeling that we will still be able to get the win close victory. Maybe we'll still be able to win. That wasn't the case. You know, the, the offense looked out of sync, you know, Emmanuel Sanders only had, I think it was one catch or maybe had no catches. It's just like, everything looks out of rhythm. You know, I just read an article by Nick Underhill saying, even though Breeze it deserves the blame that he's getting because he's he's overthrowing and underthrowing some receivers, but it's also the offense is kind of out of sync. And there it goes again with me saying that, hey, these guys have not had preseason. You know, Emmanuel Sanders admitted that he's only learned about 50% of the offense right now. 
So I think it'll get better in a few weeks when he's able to, you know, know what the offense is and learn the offense. And you got to think he was just placed as a wide receiver two role and then getting placed as the number one guy now <laughs> because Michael Thomas is out. I mean, that's a, that was a big shoe to fill, especially when the offense flows through Michael Thomas. Uh, Kamara, the only offensive side I can see is that Kamara still, he actually looks 100% healthy. And you can tell that he was not BSing when he said, I wasn't 100%. I was about 70%. Because you see, he ha- he's gotten back that speed. You know, he's getting his touchdowns again. You know, uh, to two touchdowns the last two games, the first two games. So it's like, hey, oh, okay, this is the Kamara that we know and we love and that he's showing out and showing up. You know, uh, and then again, with Breeze, it's just that he's getting old, man. I mean, he's 41. No, he can't. He can't make those throws they did, you know, five years ago, and uh, he can't. He can't. He can't do it. You know, eight, Father Time is undefeated. No matter how you want to slice it and dice it, uh, it always comes at inopportune times. So you know, um, there was a disheartening game because I felt like there was a game that we could win, especially starting out fast. But it's again, it's just you have to know your opponent. And, and it was kind of disheartening to see the defense be as bad as it was, too, because most of the passes that Derek Carr threw were to uh, Waller, the tight end, and he shredded us alive. It's like, if you know it's going to somebody, how, how hard is it to, you know, lock them down? And we looked bad tackling. We didn't really get, we had pressure on him in the first quarter, but after that, it felt like we, he had so much time in the pocket, you know, uh, and, and to me, Henry Ruggs is more being used as a fear tactic than actually them throwing to him because you got to think that, you know, there's a, a few holding calls that were against him because, of, you know, Chauncey Gardner had the hole in the slot and then Jack Rabbit at the end had a hold in him at a crucial, crucial time and we could have had a chance to tie the game. So it's like that. I think that's a tactic of them using Ruggs as a fear factor so far to uh, you know, have people, have defenders, you know, take that holding call, that P.I. call instead of getting burnt for, you know, 40 yards and touchdown. Because we've seen what he can do <laughs> at Alabama when he's able to get open space. You know, it's almost an automatic six. So, you know, not not going to be worried about it too much as a fan. Uh, you know, of course, it's sucked. Of course, you're going to have your overreactions. I mean, the Saints fan base is one of the funniest fan base. Is, and I love being a part of it. <laughs> you know, I love being part of overreactions and the jokes. But, you know, hey, next next game up, we have Green Bay coming and, you know, have Breeze versus Rodgers. Uh, I think the defense will step up again. Again, they always play up to the competition that they're against, I think, when they know a good quarterback is coming into town. So I, I think it will be a much better outcome for us. Uh, so... I hope I gave y'all a good bit of information uh, for today. You know, hope everyone in the area is safe. And as always, uh, it's been great potting with you guys. See you.